Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Jones, the block at the left tackle. Time for Fields. Now he'll accelerate to get the first down and break tackles, and he's after the races. Oh, he got a terrific block down there by Moody. He's in for six. 61-yard touchdown run by the quarterback, Justin Fields. We're back. Live with more Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. Can't wait to hear more of that this season. Maybe not the Justin Fields running part for the touchdown, but touchdowns nonetheless. It's Mr. Harlan on the call right there from last year. And if you are looking for more Bears coverage before Chicago takes on Green Bay in the season opener, you could tune in Sunday morning here on The Score from 9 to noon for the PNC Bank pregame show presented by your local Ford dealers and Fox Valley Coins. So it's going to be Mully from Mully and Haw. It'll be former Bears Olin Krutz and Patrick Manley. They're going to get you set for the week one showdown. Then, then following the game, these guys don't go anywhere. Hopefully people are giving them pizza because uh, immediately following the game, we've got the Great Clips postgame show presented by Tullamore Dew. Again, Mully, Olin Krutz, and Patrick Manley are going to have instant reaction on the Oprah. All, all of it can be heard on 670, the score, and the free Odyssey app. But uh, our next guest is hoping that there's going to be a lot of complaining. And a lot of tears shed on that pre- and post-game show. He's hanging out with us right now on the Circuit Resort and Casino Hotline. Circuit Resort Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. He talks Packers. He talks Bucks. Talks everything Milwaukee or everything Wisconsin, I should say, on 1250 The Fan. Uh, he is our next guest. It is none other than Steve Pfeiffer. Steve, what's going on, man? Great clips, man. I've been getting my hair cut at Great Clips for like a decade. No, I would never have. go anywhere else. No, you stop it. I swear to God. Oh, yes, I do. What's your a barber's? Of the what's family your... cuts hair at Great Clips uh, in Franklin, Wisconsin, and we've been going to her for I don't know ten years, something like that. Okay. Absolutely. What's her name? Let's shout her out. <laughs> Mari. Mari. Seventy uh, six Franklin, and yeah, and 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 Franklin, yeah, good Make stuff, sure. man. She's the manager there. Give him a bad haircut before this weekend when the Bears play the Packers. <laughs> Steve, let's talk. Let's 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 start uh, on the on the Packers side of the ball. I want to live there. Then I want to get some some of your thoughts on the Bears. Some Bears players, specifically Justin Fields. But let's start with Jordan Love. Let's start with more so the the temperature of Wisconsin when looking at Jordan Love as he's. You know, looking to embark on this new journey, taking over for Aaron Rodgers. Like, what is it split 50-50? Like, what, 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 what's the temp like out there on, on, on Mr. Love in Wisconsin? I'd say a majority are excited and can't wait for the season to start. Um, really excited about what they've seen from Jordan Love so far. I think because we haven't seen a ton from Jordan Love, there was probably a, a lot of question marks and skepticism of whether or not this was going to work. 
but then, you know, the training camp practices happen, and you're like, okay, well, you're playing against your own defense. That wasn't very good last year. Uh, and then you get to joint practices, and you're going, okay, he's still doing pretty good. Other than the, the second practice against the Patriots, uh, the Packers in general uh, pretty much got their butts kicked. So that wasn't great. Uh, but outside of that, uh, he did well in the first practice uh, before that. It's like, okay, preseason games. He's played in all three preseason games. Didn't throw a pick. Looked good in all three preseason games as well. Uh, and then if you turn to the national media, like the Dan Orlovskis of the world and so forth, they're all praising him and loving him and uh, singing his how good he's going to be this year. So I, I think overall people are, are pretty excited for sure for the Packers season to begin. Now, I don't think anybody's thinking they're going to go like 13-3 and three or anything. Right. <laughs> but I think the, the the idea of them, you know, winning more than they lose now, I think is a real possibility. And I'll, uh, that's, I mean – it's got to be got to got to be optimistic before the season begins, and that's the same thing here in Chicago. We don't necessarily think they're, you know, putting up thirteen victories, but you want to feel good about your team. But tell me this, Steve: like what what do you think Jordan Love does exceptionally well? I don't think Jordan Love doesn't doesn't do anything bad. I think Jordan Love is good across the board in decision making. He hasn't shown any issues with decision making, and after his last year at Utah State, when he threw a bunch of ticks. I think everybody, including myself, was like, okay, maybe he's going to be more like Brett. Maybe he's going to, you know, try and throw that ball between two or three defenders and, and use the strength of his arm uh, and try and prove people wrong a little bit. Uh, but then sitting behind Aaron Rodgers for three years, you see that that's not the case. If something's not there, he just takes off and runs. Uh, he's not trying to force ball. So from that perspective, I think that's been a pleasant surprise. I think the one area where if you had concern per se, and I don't, but some do, it's his deep ball. He tends to put a little air under his deep ball a little bit, and it gives the DB a little bit of time to catch up to the receiver. Um, he's hit a couple of deep balls, for sure. Uh, and in other areas, uh, other times, you know, he's left it up there a little bit too long, the DB's been able to recover and bat it away uh, against a Christian Watson or a Romeo Dobbs or something like that. I, I think if there was an area of concern, that would probably be it. Um, and then the other area of concern with any young quarterback that hasn't played and hasn't started is, you know, every week, defenses are going to give you something you're not played against. So, you know, how do you adapt within the course of a game to, okay, what the Bears are going to do? Well, then week two is the Falcons. What are the Falcons going to do differently than what the Bears did? Because then people are going to start getting tape on you, and then you have to make your adjustments. So it's going to, it's going to take some time, I think, before he sees everything. It might take a couple of years before you like see all the defenses and a lot of the di- different wrinkles the teams will throw at you before you're certain that he's the guy. That's a great Great, great observation there about the deep ball. Great observation about him having to adjust week in and week out about what different defenses are throwing at him. We're talking to Steve Pfeiffer, uh, just an on-air guy overall, good, good guy on 1250 to fan over in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, just picking his brain a little bit about the Packers and what they're thinking about for their team in their first week matchup against the Chicago Bears. You bring up Romeo Dobbs, and I love the quote that, that was tweeted out about him and, and comparing Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love and being like, I think he's capable of doing the exact same things. And, you know, I don't see there being a big of a difference. Is that how optimistic you are, Steve, when it comes to, to Jordan Love, saying that there's there's not going to be a big difference there? I think Romeo Dobbs was going off of one year <laughs> playing with Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers wasn't all that great last year. So if you look at Aaron Rodgers' numbers and you go, can Jordan Love put up those numbers? Probably. I, I think it, it'll be something similar. Uh, and the other issue with all of this is, now, early last year, Rodgers dressed down Romeo Dobbs at one point and really hurt his confidence. So there's probably some of that that, that plays into this as well. Uh, the other part of it is, you know, these young Packer wide receivers, 
you know, they've come on and they've talked about before where, you know, Rogers kind of wasn't with one of us and blah, 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 blah. Uh, and then you see Rogers rolling with his guys out in New York. I think that probably stings a little bit mm. to these young guys that wanted that same type of love and feel from him that maybe he, they weren't getting in green Bay. I don't know. Uh, but that's all part of it. So if, you know, if Dobbs had played with Rogers in one of his MVP seasons, I don't think he says that, but okay. because he played with Rogers last year where Rogers didn't have his best year, the Packers offense didn't have their best year. Uh, and you look at his numbers I think it probably is possible for Jordan Love to put up those numbers or somewhere in that range. That's a great point. I could see where there's that. Not, not, I don't even want to call it jealousy. It's just like admiration. You're like, yo, you're, Jordan, you're Aaron Rodgers. I just wanted to be your friend. I wanted to be a good wide receiver for right. you, and now you're treating these guys in New York as if like, you know, so that, I could see where that would rub them the wrong way. Big fan of Romeo Dobbs, too. I think he could, he could be a good wide receiver in the NFL. Um, let's talk about the rest of the squad. Um, where where are your areas of concern for this Green Bay Packers team heading into this season? Uh, the defensive coordinator stinks. Um, so <laughs> that's my first area of concern, Joe Barry. Uh, and he's stung now for a couple of years. And Packer fans, everybody thought he was done. He was going to get fired. Well, the last three or four weeks, not against great quarterback play, they made adjustments coming out of the bye week. A lot of it sounds like it came at Matt LaFleur's request of how he wanted them to play differently on defense. They listened, they adjusted to what LaFleur wanted, and they played really well down the stretch the last three or four games of the regular season. So then he keeps Joe Barry, uh, and you hope that it's something along those lines. Now, the things that are clearly changing is at the end of the year, normally when you have these exit interviews, the coaches tell the players what they want them to work on and tell them what their season was like and so forth. Last year, it was a listening session for the coaches from the players. Barry wanted to hear what they thought that they should be doing versus what they weren't doing. And a lot of the feedback he got was they wanted to be more aggressive. They wanted to play more man-on-man coverage. The corners think they're good enough to compete with these guys versus having to play 10 yards off. And you've seen some of that in preseason. You've seen it in practice. Uh, So how much of it will occur game to game? We're going to find out. But as of right now, he's allowed them to play more man-on-man, more physical bump-and-run type coverage. And we'll see how it goes because he was asked about it again last week, two weeks ago, whatever, and he said, oh, you know, it'll be a game-by-game situation depending on our opponent and so forth. The other thing is that Jair Alexander's wanted to cover the number one wide receiver in the opposing offense all last year. And as we all know, Jair Alexander doesn't know how to shut up. So I'm sure that's not going to stop. So, you know, does he get DJ Moore? And does he shadow DJ Moore the entire game, the entire game in week one? That's what I want to see. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. I mean, the defense, obviously, an area of concern for the Packers. You want to, you want to have them give as many po- uh, opportunities as possible to, to Jordan Love to put some points on the board. Um, but when, when looking at the depth chart of the, uh, of the Green Bay Packers, Sparky, I'm looking at you know, your running backs, and you guys have had those guys for a while now. Are, 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 you, are you guys concerned that maybe that they're over the hill, or are you guys still confident in that one-two punch of Jones and Dylan? Oh, no, nobody's worried about those two. No, not at all. Uh, now, again, will this be Aaron Jones last year? He's got one more year left on his deal. He took a $5 million pay cut this year to stay versus, you know, going into the open market. Uh, does he take another pay cut next year to stay for another year? Don't know. Obviously, he is well aware of what that running back market looks like going age 29 season here. Uh, so, no, I don't think anybody's worried about Jones. They really didn't play him all that much in preseason. You know, they, he starts the game, gets a carry, and then he comes out and watches the rest of the game. A.J. Dillon has been running differently uh, than he has the last couple of years. And Matt LaFleur said that it was an emphasis to tell A.J. Dillon to run behind your pads and run over people. You know, don't shy away from contract. Contact, you're this big. Like, run over dudes that are in front of you. Um, so he's been running maybe a little bit angrier, I guess I could say, or more physical. Uh, so I don't think there's any worry about running back. You know, if you talk about the offense, the offensive line, you don't get too concerned about. 
where there is concern is you're young at wide receiver. Watson and Dobbs, neither one played a full season. They were both hurt. So neither one actually have a full season of games under their belt yet. Uh, and then you have rookies behind them for the most part. So there's going to be miscommunication. I'm certain of it throughout the season where a wide receiver goes one way and Jordan Love, who knows the offense like the back of his hand, throws it where he's supposed to go. And it's a pick or an incompletion. And it's because the receiver or the tight end where you have two rookie tight ends are going to get a significant amount of playing time like Luke Musgrave. Uh, there, there's going to be some adapting and there's going to be mistakes. And when those mistakes happen, as a Packer fan or Jordan Love, you just hope they don't cost you six points going back the other way. Yeah, and that's something that uh, they got to be concerned about. We're talking to Sparky Pfeiffer here on 670 The Score uh, from 1250. The fan, of course, he has his podcasts as well, Curd and Long, and then uh, Green and Growing. Curd and Long, that's a great name, by the way. Uh, so make sure you guys check that yeah, out. Yeah, <laughs> Ryan Horvath from uh, BetMGM Tonight. You're cord over at BetQL Radio. Yeah. Uh, he's my co-host on that. Yeah. Oh, that's my guy, Ryan Horvath. Wealth of yeah, information. He called that Florida State, he called that Florida State game really? last night. Against LSU? He was confident in that all week long. He said, it's easy money, just do it. He put all. He said he put pretty much everything he had on that game last night. That is unreal so. because, you know what, I thought that Brian Kelly would bounce back after his first loss and they would pro- try to give it to Florida State. But look at that. So That's why people who are much more up on the transfer portals and understand like what guys have came in from one year yep. to the next. So I'll make sure you guys check that out. Uh, you mentioned Luke Musgrave a second ago. Um, talk to me a little bit about him. I mean, uh, Anthony Heron, who, you know, covered the big 10, like talks a lot. One of the guys, our guys here on 670 score just talks, just cannot stop talking about Luke Musgrave. What, what can you say about him? And, and what do you guys are expecting from him on the Packers? He can stretch the field. He can stretch the middle of the field. Talk about the difference between Rodgers and Jordan Love. Aaron Rodgers hates throwing in the middle of the field. Always has. Doesn't like it. Uh, hasn't done it probably since Michael Finley was in Green Bay. And that's been a while. Uh, with Luke Musgrave, they're going to be able to stretch the field because he is so fast. Like, he, he's probably the fastest tight end they've had since Finley, and he might be faster than Finley from that, from that uh, instance. He's got the ability to break tackles because he's a big dude, 6'5", something or somewhere along that area, uh, so which is good. The only area of concern I have, it's early. Obviously, we haven't started. Uh, but dropping some balls, uh, and the receivers are dropping balls too uh, early on. So you, what you don't want is you don't want that to become a problem throughout the season where he's dropping a ball or two every game. You want to be able to hold on to more than, than he has. And then the other tight end that they have, the rookie, uh, Thacker Kraft, now he's not as fast as Musgrave, but he's another huge physical big body guy that's going to kind of run over people blocking and still be that sure-handed possession tight end on the other side. So they're setting up from a talent perspective and John Kuhn, who is former Packer fullback said it on one of the pregames, that this is probably the fastest team and most athletic team he's seen um, since he's been in green Bay. Uh, And that's, that's saying a lot. They put a lot of athletes around Jordan love. Now, how long does it take for them to bloom? My guess 2025, you'll really see what this is all about. Uh, It's going to be a learning process this year and they'll take a sizable step next year. And then 2025 would be my guess is when this offense really starts clicking. That's going to be uh, an interesting run there for the next couple of years, especially because the Bears are trying to grow at that same speed, right? So, uh, Sparky, when you're looking at these Bears and you're looking at this week one matchup, are Packers fans saying to themselves, yeah, this is a very winnable game, or or is there any fear at all uh, from Packers fans because of uh, Justin Fields and and what the Bears have added to their team this year? Gabe, you're on social media. I've never (laughs) – I have not seen this type of animosity between the Bears and Packer fans. I couldn't tell you the last time. Because Bears fans are feeling themselves like, thank God, the Hall of Famers are out of there. It's like a fair Here fight, finally. You know? It's a fair go. fight. Yeah, it's a fair fight. Right. You know? 
<laughs> Bear fans are feeling themselves right now, man. Woo! And so I was like, okay, man, they're ready to go. This is going to get back to me, this fan rivalry thing now here going forward. I don't know. I, Ryan Horvath, I, I heard it long. He's a huge Justin Fields fan. Uh, loved him at Ohio State. Thinks he's going to be great in the NFL. I look at Justin Fields and go, he threw for 200 yards twice all of last mm-hmm. season. I, I, I just, I love DJ Moore. I think DJ Moore is going to help him out tremendously. The problem is, then what? What after that? So if they start rolling double cover to DJ Moore and the opposing defense is like, nope, we're taking him out or we're going to do our best to try and take him out, then what? Then, then what does he do? Does he become the run-first quarterback or does he sit back and, and try and find his open wide receivers? From a fancy football perspective, Justin Fields is a no-brainer because he's going to rack up a ton of points running the football. I get that. I understand that. I, I want to see him throw the ball with more accuracy and hit more guys. You know, he was given the out of, well, they weren't that talented at wide receiver last year. Okay, fine. But I've been watching preseason this year too, and he's missing, so he's missed some throws. So let's see what that looks like and go from there. And again, this Packers defense wasn't that good last year. Uh, the one area where they've gotten better, we think, uh, is on that defensive line. Uh, they've added a couple of draft picks. They moved Kenny Clark off of the nose. Uh, they put uh, uh, T.J. Slayton on the nose, like think uh, kind of like a younger version of Gilbert Brown a little bit. Um, so that that's kind of what they've done on defense. So they're going to be able to get pass rush, uh, obviously, on Justin Fields. The key is going to be, can they keep him in containment so he doesn't run around? Uh, and going back to what Joe Barry had said about playing more man-to-man, uh, are they going to play more man-to-man or are they going to draw back in a zone and see if Justin Fields can pick him apart and dare him to uh, go all the way down the field without making a mistake? That we'll have to see. Yeah, that, I think the latter is the right approach. Until he proves it, until he shows otherwise, you just gotta kind of got to let him make a mistake. And I think he's yeah. going to be doing that. But you're, you're right, Sparky. I, I, look at this, I look at this Bears team, and it's funny because if you say anything on the score about Justin Fields not throwing for 3,000 yards, it's like there's a stake waiting for you outside with a couple of torches as well, just yep. as you walk out there. But, I mean, Vegas has the line at 28.50 for a reason. And even after the first preseason game where he had a couple of dump-offs to to uh, DJ Moore and Khalil Herbert, the, the line didn't move by even a yard. No one cared in Vegas. They're like, yeah, Bears fans, keep putting your money up there. But if you ask anyone, it is almost a given. And I literally use the same exact thing that you just said two minutes ago. Justin Fields, everybody's like, dude, 17 games. That's only 200 yards a game. He's going to get And I'm like, he only threw for 200 yards twice last year. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and, and you can tell me about all the receivers you want, but fine. Then let's just look at the let's just look at the dropbacks when the pocket was clean. Let's look at the dropbacks, you know, when, when he did have time to throw. What did those throws look like? They weren't necessarily the greatest. So I am I am cautiously optimistic, but uh, emphasis on the caution part. And I, I really do hope that he could ramp it up. But I will answer you this, and I will say that if they do double-team DJ Moore, I am confident in Darnell Mooney, in a healthy Darnell Mooney, uh, to be a great yeah. secondary receiver for the Bears. Yep, and that's what it's going to come down to. And him making those passes, Cole Komet, the tight end. You know, how much does he rely on him uh, in those situations where it's third and three or third and four? And he, he's got it. There's, there's a couple of things. One, you know, how much are they going to put on his plate from an offensive perspective if you're Luke Getze, like, do you want him throwing the ball 40 times a game? Do you want him throwing the ball 25 times a game? How much are you going to rely on that running game to get going? That offensive line, you guys have been working on that offensive line for a while. Um, so if, if you guys run the ball really well, that takes a lot of pressure off of Justin Fields. And I think that's Matt LaFleur's deal going into this thing is, 
We're not going to ask Jordan Love you know, to swing it 40, 45 times a game. We want to run the football and take our spots with Jordan Love. And if I were a Bears fan, I'd be kind of asking the same thing, providing you have confidence in that offensive line to run block. Yeah, and, I, and just the last point, I mean, and it goes back to, you know, how does Justin Fields get to 3,000 yards? What is that offense going to look like? They are going to rely heavily on the run. Because even last year at certain points, Sparky, there was like a four-game stretch where you said to yourself, okay, they're going up against Atlanta, Detroit, you know, Miami, teams that have some of the worst passing defenses in the league. This is where we're going to see, you know, Luke Getzey open up the offense and George, uh, Justin Fields is going to throw the ball 30, 35 times. Didn't happen once last year. Not once nope. did Jordan did, did Justin Fields have over thirty pass attempts. So again, it's 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 going to be interesting to see what that offense looks like. And everyone uh, that's listening to you and that's listening to me is going to be watching that Week One matchup versus the Packers. Sparky, I appreciate you hanging out with me, man. Great insight on what's going on up north with the Green Bay Packers. Always fun, man. Have a good weekend. Can't wait to talk to you again, Sparky Pfeiffer. Make sure you follow him on Twitter at Sparky Radio. He has his podcasts on the Odyssey app. Make sure you download that. Curd and Long. I mean, come on. We, 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 we can hate Wisconsin and the Packers. But that, that's clever. That's very clever. Curd and Long. Uh, and then, of course, he's talking uh, Milwaukee Bucks basketball on Green and Growing. Make sure you guys uh, check him out. Sparky Radio on Twitter. All right. Cubs starting in just a little bit. Pre-game begins at 1245 with Zach Zayman. First pitch, 120 on the score. And the Xfinity Cubs Radio Network. So we'll take a look at the upcoming series. Who's on the bump? What does the starting lineup look like? And how many games do we think the Cubs need to take from the Giants in order to put themselves in a better position uh, than they are currently? Three and a half games out of first place behind the Brewers. Cubs talk on the way. Don't go anywhere. It's Gabe Ramirez right here on Chicago Sports Radio 6-7. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
be the score. There's ups and downs this season. You try to stay consistent as best you can, but, you know, when it's not going well, like you, you feel it and, and, and you want to contribute. And, you know, that goes for everybody, you know, in all aspects. You know, yeah, there's good days, bad days, just okay days. And you just try to, you know, keep everything in perspective and, and keep working and not overreact to things. It's easier said than done, but, um, you know, just felt, felt good to get out there. And, um, you know, I view my job as someone I need to get on base so I can score runs. Like, you know, touch home plate for the team. was able to do that a couple times today, so felt great. We're back live with more Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. Mike Talkman letting us know what he's thinking deep in his brain, in the recess of his brain. What a game yesterday. Can, I would love to spend some time on Mike Talkman. I would love to have him on the show. How does it feel to get up, you know, from here, from the area, you know, people who kind of down on you, and then all of a sudden you just, you're on fire. It's got to be a great feeling for Mike Talkman. Uh, and he, will get the opportunity to, uh, you know, make another name for himself today. Of course, he's going to be your leadoff batter playing center field. Cody Bellinger is going to be your DH. We'll go over the entire starting lineup for the Chicago Cubs today as they take on the Giants. Pre-game begins at 1245. Zach Zaidman got you right there. First pitch, 1.20 p.m. right here on the score in the Xfinity Cubs radio network. Pat and Ron got the call there. And speaking of Pat, you can hear Pat's call to the hall. We plan today at 6 o'clock p.m. Just great interviews, great analysis, great storytelling in that whole thing. So you want to make sure you check that out. 6 o'clock today. So I'm leading you up to 1245. Cubs game begins then at 120. After that, Mark Grody got you. Uh, 445 to 6 p.m. You could say 40, 445, but we don't know how long the game is going to be. So right around then, right after Cubs post game, Mark Grody begins, goes all the way to 6 o'clock, and then Pat's call to the hall begins Right after that, then tomorrow, back to your regularly scheduled program. Mullion Hall in the morning, Bernstein and Holmes on the Tuesday, Parkinson Spiegel, and then usually it's me at 6 o'clock tomorrow, but the Cubs got a game, so that won't be happening. Next time you hear me on the radio will be on Wednesday. All right, so Cubs kicking off their series today against the San Francisco Giants. Now, the Cubs themselves three and a half games back behind Milwaukee. So this is going to be an interesting series for them. Of course, the San Francisco Giants themselves are vying for that uh, playoff spot. They're currently three games behind the Cubs. So you got the Phillies and uh, the Phillies and the Cubs right now sitting there. And then the Marlins, Giants, Diamondbacks, all pretty much with the same winning percentage. The Marlins, Giants, Diamondbacks, and the Reds, uh, 5'11". And the Cubs sitting at 5'33". After taking two out of three against the Reds. Now, that game yesterday was interesting. Jameson Tyone. Because you got to be trying to think. You have to be thinking to yourself, if you're a Cubs fan, what is the rest of this month or first-round playoff series going to look like? Like, what is that going to look like for the Chicago Cubs, specifically um, from the rotation standpoint? Jameson Tyone, it's funny because I want to be, I want to be an I'm a Jameson Tyone apologist because he still continues to give you five innings. You know what it reminds me of? Lance Lynn for the White Sox. Not right now for the Dodgers, obviously. <laughs> obviously. Um, but Lance Lynn where, you know, he gives you innings, eats up innings for you. You know, you, you got to deal with some home runs and some, 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 some poor pitching and spurts. But you know he's capable. And I think that's where Jamison Tyone fits for me right now. 
in terms of the Cubs thing? Because what else? First of all, what else are you going to do? You don't have many options. Every time I bring up Marcus Stroman needing to come back in the lineup, I get 10 text messages about how he has a nine ERA since July 1st. It's like, so what? So wait, are you telling me you don't want Marcus Stroman back? That's foolish, right? Justin Steele, you know what he's going to be. Every single start, Justin Steele reminds me of Dylan Cease last year, where every year, you, every start, you kept on thinking like, okay, this is where it blows up in your face. Dylan Cease can't have a Cy Young year, can he? With Justin Verlander pitching the way he was pitching last year. But then every time he came out, he pitched the gem. And then that's what you're getting from Justin Steele, who will be on the mound today for the Chicago Cubs. So you have a Justin Steele. You need a Marcus Stroman. You have a, I don't even know. Like, who would you rather have starting? Let's say Stroman was healthy and you did have a Steele, Stroman, one, two. Like, who would you want at three? Would you give it to Kyle Hendricks, the professor, because you know he can? Or would you say, no, I'm paying Jameson Tyone, Casi. 18 million dollars and so therefore I want to give him the start in that position Cubs fans I'd love to hear from you 312-644-6767 feel free to uh, go ahead and send your text messages in uh, so we can hear from that uh, but let's hear from David Ross for a little bit so David Ross you know on the game yesterday I mean, it was a top to game against the Reds needed to win the series weren't necessarily sure how you were going to get there Tough start from Jameson Tyone, giving up two back-to-back homers in the first inning. Cubs put up, you know, obviously a nice little run in the first. Thought they were going to be rolling at that moment. But Rossi talked about the offense and just fighting back, specifically for Jameson Tyone. I was saying where uh, David Ross talked about the offense uh, fighting back for Jameson Tyone. I thought we just kept having at-bats, right? Just kept, started off really well, um, fighting back for J-Mo, um, trying to get, you know, some, we kept it close, just offensively we were great, I thought, all day. Obviously, Happer, the big at-bat from Madrigal, I thought was huge. You know, I probably could name 15 guys that came big hits. I thought um, J-Mo settling in was nice. Um, the bullpen still a little bit short, and um, him being able to settle in and give us some length there was Really nice, and then obviously the offense exploding on the backside of the game. Yeah, because it felt good from the beginning. I mean, let's just talk about Cody Bellinger in the first inning. I mean, you're sitting there first and third. Nico Horner, just a stud, by the way. But you're sitting there first and third. You got your two outs, and you're saying, it's Cody Bellinger. You're expecting, what, some line drive to the gap? No. Slider outside. Sticks the bat out there. All I need is a base hit. I've been doing White Sox comps to all these things, and so I might as well continue. Cody Bellinger, like a Jose Abreu, prime Jose Abreu. Sometimes he can hit the long ball for you. Sometimes he'll get you a base hit when you need it to get that RBI. Then bottom of the first, I mean, you know, Tyone, he had that that nasty strikeout to start the game when he had that curveball working. But then, you know, I was talking to uh, Sahada Sharma earlier in the show, and he just missed middle of the plate, just like right there to give up those back-to-back home runs. And it seems as though there wasn't a ton of movement on the fastball, and that's what was tough. And then you're going up against Spires, young kid for the Cincinnati Reds. You're thinking, hey, you know, you might be able to jump jump on him early. You did, got the one run. But stuff was working. He had the high changeup, just giving people fits. It was good. Um, and then Belly back in the sixth inning, just, you know, moving along to them. Didn't even look like a homer. It looked like a, 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 a little pop fly. It wasn't like a jack. 
then he did it. But I think Rossi's right. There, there are a ton of moments that you could point to in that game that stood out, that made you feel good if you're looking at that team. And, you know, it's who makes you play well. You've seen the Cubs play up to their competition when they face teams like the Dodgers or the, the Atlanta Braves for that those three-game sets. And Rossi talked about how sometimes you do have to give credit to the other side because they make you play a certain way. I was saying where Rossi is saying that you have to give credit to the other side because they make you play up to a certain standard. Candy as well. Like, yeah, with just so many guys. You know, I, 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 maybe my own theory sometimes, but, like, you face a really good pitching staff, you grind it out in Milwaukee, and, and you feel like um, you don't get as many hits as we had been getting, and sometimes I think you talk yourself into, I'm not going well, right? And just, it could be just, like, sometimes you got to give credit to the other side. Um, you know, overall, we scored a lot of runs in this series, but I know those middle games, we, those guys would like to have added on. I think just being able to recognize that um, it's a process and staying in, staying in belief. Uh, these guys put a lot of pressure on themselves, especially when we're getting good pitching. Um, we're playing so many tight games. Nice to stretch one out there. Uh, nice job by Shane Green coming in, shut the door, um, being able to give Merriweather, Leiter, Adbert some some break on the backside. It was really nice. Wes is still coming back. Drew, all those guys giving us length in this series. Hard with a doubleheader. Um, but offensively, they, they, they picked it up today. It was really nice. Good win. Definitely a good performance by Green is a great point. Got to give your bullpen a little bit of a rest, and he was able to give them that. But listen, you can give credit to the other side. But the fact of the matter is the Cubs, when they're beginning of their three-game set against the Giants today, they control their own destiny. I think the main thing that I take away from this is, you know, you lose this one today, you're not feeling good about every, every game just being so important. They have been for a while now. You know, we've, we, the narrative when we were playing the bad teams is like we've got to beat them and then, you know, we've got to chase down Milwaukee. We did that. And you know, it, it's just every day now. We've got a, we got a month left of, of the season, less than a month, and everybody, we're, we're in control of our own destiny. We've, we've got um, San Francisco, uh, who's right there, uh, Arizona coming. Um, all these teams that are around us, we're going to get a chance to play. Milwaukee on the backside of the season, or backside of the month. Um, so, yeah, they're all important right now. They try not to emphasize too much, but today's win was big. It's got to be a good feeling. About a month left of baseball, and you control your own, de- your own destiny. Well said by David Ross. And the destiny continues today. 120 first pitch on the score in the Xfinity Cubs radio network. Cubs taking on the Giants. Pre-game begins at 12.45 with Zach Zabin. And don't forget, 6 p.m., Pat's call to the hall will happen. Justin Steele's on the bump today. Your lineup, Talkman, Horner, Hat, Bellinger, Swanson, Suzuki, Candelario, Gomez, and it's all rounded out by Nick Madrigal. want to thank my guests for today. Sahad of Sharma for hanging out with me. Steve Stone at 11 o'clock. Sparky Pfeiffer giving us the deets on the Green Bay Packers. And a special thank you to my producer, Tyler Ferengal, today for holding things down. Baby T. I said that's his, that's his radio name. <laughs> Who gave you that name? <laughs> it was me. It was me. But he got to bang his hat to the side. How old is Baby T? You look young, by the way. 22. Oh, wow. You know you're young when you give your age freely. <laughs> that's great. I can't believe I did that. All right. Cubs pregame is up next. Zach Zayman got you call Mi gente, hasta la próxima. I am Gabe Ramirez, and this is Chicago Sports Radio. 670, the score. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better 
Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 